Hey everyone, welcome to Orange Crushing It, a weekly series dedicated to high drive, passionate and motivated individuals. I'm your host, Frank Clark, President and CEO of The Mr. Orange. This shows a weekly dose of business, life and personal development principles geared toward bringing out the adrenaline junkie and overachiever in each and every one of you. As a seasoned entrepreneur of over five companies producing hundreds of millions in revenue, I'm going to personally be sharing my stories of success and, of course, my life-defining massive screw-ups, <laughs> as well as featuring inspiring guests, business leaders, athletes, thrill-seekers who just truly want to walk their talk and make life happen. Stick around, and let's get crushing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Orange Crushing It. My name is Frank Clark. Happy 2021 to you. I'm excited that we're kicking off the year, actually a little bit into it already. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's been, you know, a challenging pivot. It's been a little bit more of the same from 2020 and looking forward to how this year is going to develop. And as such, I will still bring you a ton of incredible and amazing guests. And I have a really good friend with me today that I would love to introduce you to. Her name is Michelle Echebaron. And Michelle came from a life that she says should have made her statistic. And I want to ask her what that actually means later on. She rose above and has reached levels of success that she would not have dreamed to before she left her first relationship as a young mom of only 21 years old. I can relate. I was a dad at 22. And she did not have a college degree. Neither did I. <laughs> um, so we have a lot in common here. And for no reasonable expectation that she could execute in order to provide for her family. I mean, she's created an incredible nationwide company. She works with over 7,500 lawyers and is the CEO of Attorneys in Motion. It's a business that's like Uber that provides legal practices. They provide attorneys for short notice, like short notice, it's somebody that needs something, routine task. But she's got over 7,500 lawyers nationwide that are in this practice and part of her network. I mean, phenomenal. And what she really loves is to improve the lives of lawyers and women and help them make more money, have a better quality of life, be successful, feel fulfilled. And one of the things about Michelle that's just very endearing and very cool about her is that she believes that, you know, it's, it's great to make money, but it's even more great to give back and to, and to contribute and to help and to coach and to bring out the best people. And she does a, an amazing job at that. She believes it's in the courage of women who she's helped and empower to feel strong enough to create their own meaningful lives and, you know, create a great life for those around them. She started as a victim. She evolved into a survivor and she has the courage to become and is a warrior. And as far as statistic goes, made her statistic, I will statistically state that she's outgoing. She's a wonderful soul. She's a great friend. She's a beautiful person. She's a leader. She's inspiring. And I'm really, really blessed to have her here today, Michelle. Hello, and welcome to Orange Crushing It. Frank, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so you're a young mom, right? I mean, what do you have, four children now? I, four I am a young mom. I have four kids. Four 43. kids. 40, 43, four kids. My blessings to you. And you don't have any gray hair showing. I mean, I like, <laughs> I have almost no hair. And I only had two. <laughs> it's hiding. It's hiding. It's, it's hiding. <laughs> there. Well, again, that's a I, look. I tip my hat to single mothers all the time. In my opinion, a single mother is the hardest job on the planet, hands down, bar none, hardest job on the planet. Would you concur? I'm going to concur like a million billion percent. It is. Yeah. I have mad respect. Unrivaled. Mad respect to to you know manage the lives of four souls plus your own, run a business. 
I mean, take our listeners, if you would, back to, you know, how you got involved in your company. I mean, your evolution through your life to getting into, you know, why lawyers? Why a niche business like Uber for lawyers? I mean, how did that all evolve? That That's a story. That The evolution is a story. Do you want me to start at, like, the beginning where, like, that whole statistic thing came in? Yeah. What did, what did you mean by you were a statistic or you were, you were possibly going to be a statistic? What does that mean? Coming from the childhood that I came from, the household at my mom's house was not ideal. It was, there were drug addicts in and out all the time. You know, I had to, when she would leave like cocaine or meth or whatever she was doing out, because she forgot about it, I would pick it up and put it back in her room so that my little brothers wouldn't find it. I knew at like 13, 14, if I threw it in the trash, she was just going to go buy more. And that would mean less food on the table. Could have been a statistic there. I had like, by all means and like dreams or beliefs that I had, there's no nothing, no way I could have come out of that. I didn't know that like a huge world existed outside of the world I lived in. And I became pregnant at 16. So at 16, that actually seemed like a good escape from that house. I wasn't trying to prevent getting pregnant. Yeah, I definitely should have been a statistic. I got married at 16. And I had two more kids by the time I was 20. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. I know. That's, that's, that's a young mom. That's a young mom. And a, and a struggle, too. I mean, if your role model for motherhood was a woman that's, you know, abusing drugs, I can certainly relate. I've had a very close family member of my own involved with drug abuse for many, many years. I can only imagine the influence that that was on you. Obviously, it gave you the opportunity to be strong. You represent the, I was, are you the oldest in your family? I am your siblings? Yes. Yeah, so you have an innate responsibility as the oldest, even if we're never told this, I'm the oldest, for that we have to look out for our siblings, right? We're, we're the parental figure. And so to hide the drugs back in your mom's room to keep food on the table, you knew that at 13 years old, how important that was. So- I became their mom. You became their mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a statistic that's amazing is that you took on that leadership. I mean, what other positive attributes came from this time of of trauma and this time of, we'll call it difficulty and confusion. And you're 16 years old, you're having babies, you have kids before you're 21. And, you know, your mom is abusing drugs. And I mean, I can't imagine how what that impact had on you but i can also see i see the woman that you are now very powerful and successful what was the learning i guess from all that well i learned how not to be a mom <laughs> there's that i learned that I, I am a protector at 14 when there was like a living room full of drug addicts i looked at them and my mom and i said i'm 14 years old and i'm more responsible than any one of you in this room and if any of you come near my little brothers I'm going to beat you up and kill you. And like, I was a 110 tiny little little girl. I had no idea. But at that point in my life, that's when, you know, this warrior inside of me was born and this protector. And I didn't know it until much later in my life. Right. The the warrior really came to fruition. Um, But that was, that is, that was a moment that was a pivotal point. Yeah, well, well, that's when you discovered your warrior, probably, right? And stood up for yourself, had your own voice, and demonstrated it. And, and it was necessary, right? 
It was necessary to live like that. Yeah. I mean, as a protection mechanism and to basically claim who you were. Would you say that that was one of the most pivotal points in your life that that changed who you were and changed the trajectory of where you were going? Yeah. And I think maybe if I didn't do that, because there were so many drug addicts in and out, they could have done something to me, but I intimidated them and I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. But it's very likely that point also protected me from things that I wasn't even thinking about. Sure. Sure. I mean, you're young, you're impressionable, but yet you're strong enough to stand up and say, this is what I'm not going to do. This is the life I'm not going to have. And that's a beautiful trait. I mean, that's a beautiful trait. So how do you pivot all this into being an entrepreneur? And, you know, obviously you're you're self-directed and self-driven. If you ended your first relationship by the time you're 21 and you already have a couple of kids, walk me through that period in your life. And, you know, what was going through your mind is, would you have three children at that time? Two children at that time? Three. Three. Three kids. Three kids at all 21 years old. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's my mother had four children in six years. So, and she was oh. 19 when she had me. So, a poor woman. I, <laughs> it, <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, we turned out okay. <laughs> but yeah. She, <laughs> now we give her gray hair. Now we give her strife and grief and all that. No, just teasing. But yeah, tell me through that that period of your life. I mean, so you're 21 years old, you got three kids. And how do you get involved in, you know, working with lawyers? And how do you get involved in starting a company? Walk me through the, the phases of starting a business and what drove you to do that. Well, 21 was my next pivotal moment. When I got married at 16, he was, he was like 17, 18, I don't remember. But I mean, we're both kids. I think that maybe the stress got to him. He became a massive alcoholic and he was very abusive to me. I never knew what was coming through the door. And I remember watching this movie, Sleeping with the Enemy. And it was it Julia Roberts? I can't remember who was in it, but yeah. she like swam across this lake to escape this guy and the thing she did and it inspired me. And so number one, I, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to enroll in college. I'm going to get a job. And next thing, and I like rent to ho- rent to own homes were a thing. Then I knew I needed stability and a foundation for my kids. So I got myself a rent to own house. I owned it by the time I was at the end of 21 years old and I was waitressing, putting myself through college. Wow. wow. That's uh, the next evolution of my life. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, you're responsible. You're on your own and you're waitressing and put yourself through college. Is that when you, did you start studying law then or what did you study in, in college? Well, my first major was computer science. I could fluently read and write and C++. It was so freaking boring. I couldn't <laughs> handle it anymore. I like went through the whole thing, completed my major. And, and I was like, this is, this can't, I can't, I can't do it. So maybe psychology is for me, right? Maybe I can mm-hmm. help like people who have gone through some of the things I went through and help them solve their problems. And halfway through that, I took a political science class as part of my prerequisites. And it was, everything just came so natural to me. I ended up being the president of the United Nations club, went to New York, represented a country, started getting really into international relations and international law and completed my major in that later only to drop out of college because it was too much to do with so many damn kids. (laughs) That was, that is quite the load to carry. And three kids. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. So you study international studies and you represented a country. Did you, which country did you represent? The Czech Republic. Oh, really? 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there? Did you go there as part of your study? I I know I haven't. I was invited to, and this is one of the things that that actually one of the reasons that caused me to drop out of college. I was invited to intern at will be their White House because okay. I did so good in representing their country. The consulate, I spoke to him. He, I don't know how or who, if it was him that like recommended me to do this, but somehow it was recommended and they invited me. And that was <laughs> back up a little bit during my waitressing and college years. I met this other gentleman who ended up marrying and having a child with. I didn't want, I didn't want another kid. I didn't want a fourth kid because things were propelling so great for me in college. And then I got really depressed. I had to turn down this internship, which really wasn't realistic, even with the other three kids. I was going to have to turn it down no matter what. Um, So I kind of, I got into this very uh, discouraged state of mind and dropped out. It happens. Yep. Mm -hmm. It happens. I was asked to drop out at one point. <laughs> you were asked to drop out. Yeah, of I was. I, 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 I was asked to drop. Out. Yeah, I guess you know when you spend too much time in the karate team and your fraternity instead of your major, the university doesn't take a shine to you. So um, yeah, so I was asked to drop out, and then I had to come back and get my associate degree. Then they invited me back. Okay, you can come back now, Frank. But I was a young dad, so that changed my life, and I was like, all right, I can go finish college or I can work full time and raise a family. So I chose that path and I don't regret it because, you know, I've been very successful in the years and you've been very successful as well. I think the the PhD in street smarts that we probably both have has uh, been applicable to our success. Not that I'm down on a college degree. I think it's great that people can get them, but I also believe in, I kind of look at college degrees and maybe you have a different outlook on it, but I kind of look at college degrees as memorize and regurgitate, memorize and regurgitate. Okay, memorize this stuff for the next 90 days, be able to regurgitate it on a test, then memorize something else and regurgitate it on a test. I like more the practical real world, but I think some combination of the two is is the way to go. And it's personal opinion. I, you? You know what, I think a combo is great. You know what? Not knocking degrees either, but like two years at a community college just to learn a little bit more about things Sure. and apply that to our PhDs and street smarts. And you've got two successful entrepreneurs. Exactly. Yep. There you go. So you turned down the Czech Republic consulate job. I've been to Prague once, by the way. It's, it's beautiful. If you ever get a chance, make sure you at least get over there in your lifetime. You have to go check it out, especially considering you know so much about it. You know so much about the country. <laughs> you know what? It's on my bucket list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Let's make 2021. Let's make some happen. Let's make Czech, yeah. Republic, Czech Republic happen. So you start a company called Attorneys in Motion. How did this all evolve? Because it sounds like a massive pivot change from where you're at. Yeah. So that evolved a few years later. That that second marriage, by the way, only lasted like a year and a half or two years. Mm-hmm. During that like depressive state, I had I had built up, I don't know, like eighty thousand dollars in equity in the house that I bought when I was twenty one, and so I pulled that out. I was going to build on this house and invest in some things. Well, that husband emptied the bank account bought himself a bunch of stuff. So I was left with nothing after we divorced. I found myself, guess what? Bartending at a hole in the wall place and trying to raise my four, now four kids. It was that time that one of my regular customers was a lawyer in a law firm and said, Michelle, what are you doing working here? You're capable of so much more. Come work for me. 
I started, I quit my job and I went and worked for him. It wasn't like the, the most ideal set of circumstances um, to work in a law firm, but I was managing the place in a year. And that's where the idea of this company came into play because that lawyer was so busy throughout the state of California that he always needed another lawyer to stand in a court, one of his court hearings for him. So we would be on the phone, people in the office would be on the phone all day long, calling other law firms. Hey, can you stand in? Or we would use one of the other services that were around and they weren't using technology. It was like print out a paper, fax it back to them. And who uses fax machines anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know many people that do, but that's not where this company started. It went into, I actually helped a lawyer. She just got her bar license. She started working for the same law firm and she was wasting her life. She was miserable there. So I'm like, Hey, brand new lawyer, you want to make some real money? Let's open your own law firm. I'll get everything going for you. We'll build it really big. We did in like three years with like zero money. She was, I mean, it was making half a million dollars after like two years. I think that was, um, and it was just growing and growing and growing. Uh, it wasn't enough for me though. I needed more. I need to scale. I need something big on my own. That's when, that's when I created my company, Attorneys in Motion. And that's fantastic. And Attorneys in Motion, basically, you are when you say that you're the Uber of lawyers. When you have lawyers that stand in, I had never even heard of this concept, by the way, until I met you. I never. I mean, maybe it needs to be out here in Boston or in Florida. I don't know if it. I'm sure it does. It exists in some level, but I'm thinking like when I want my lawyer. I don't want somebody to just show up and go, oh, hey, hey, by the way, I'm Jeanette today. No, no, you're not. Where's my attorney? I would freak out. How do you get customers to feel comfortable with that? How do you get people to like, okay, it's not your lawyer. It's the Uber lawyer. Well, we don't work directly with the general public. We work only with law firms and lawyers. So probably 90% 90 of lawyers have a little thing in their retainer agreement that says that they will most likely outsource an outside lawyer to make that court appearance for them. And so okay. people don't really realize that they're going through a bunch of stuff. And sometimes they're surprised when they get to court and find somebody else there, but that's usually because the lawyer that hired us didn't tell their client they were sending someone else. Right. But uh, we are, we're nationwide. We're everywhere. We're in Florida. We do a lot of business in Florida. Do you? All right. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Well, not, so if I ever need to go to court again and somebody strange shows up, I'll say, hey, I hope you're from attorneys in motion because there you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I can't use you. <laughs> no, I just find it fascinating. I find fascinating how people turn adversity or turn situations in their life into something that's just magnificent and glorious, you know, and beautiful and, and, and productive and, and I don't know, abundant and you know, financially secure, great. <clears throat> um, and so, yes, I, I find it very impressive what you've done, Michelle. And you should pat yourself on the back and give yourself a lot of credit. Hope you look in the mirror every day and just say, you know, I'm amazing. And this is something I've done. And now you coach women and lawyers to have the same quality of life. What seems to be, you know, the fundamental thing that people come to you the most? With? I'm a coach and people come to me with pretty similar concerns all the time, especially now that we're in COVID, right? People are coming to us with, at least coming to me 
with how do I make money? How do I save my business? How do I save my family? How do I create or pivot or change? I've done this for so long. I've done this for 20, 30, 40 years. You know, it's not that easy to change as you get older. That's the concern I get. What it seems to be from your standpoint, the concern that you or the, the specialty that you tend to work with with lawyers and women in your coaching hat part of your business? You know, when it comes down to it, it's a lot of people are afraid of making the leap into the unknown. It's really scary. So a lot of it, I mean, it is, it's like, how do I grow my business, start a business? And how do I do that when I don't have anything to begin with? Right. How do you answer that? It's possible. I, I mean, I've done it. Right. I've done it a couple of times. That's getting, that's getting through the fear. That's discipline. I mean, like going to like starting your day off in with like a set routine to get things going once you have started your business, because you're going to be struggling and you're going to feel really discouraged. If you have that routine and you stay focused on it, you will get there. It's slow progress, but it gets there. Yeah. It all works out. There's such a, there's process behind it. There's, there's a self love that you need to gain that self mastery that, getting out of that victim mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think the victim mindset is a really huge thing. Our saboteurs and our, in our minds really control us. It's all our fear. So once you can make that little spark click in someone's mind to help them understand that the fear is really the thing that's controlling them. Right. Then you have progress. That's excellent. And you mentioned self-mastery, right? With some morning routines, because you're right. It's not every day we wake up and go, oh, I'm so excited to be an entrepreneur today. I'm so excited that I have payroll and employees and COVID and all this other bullshit that's coming at me from all different angles and customers that are leaving and customers that are trying to stay and culture and all of the things, right? Tax season, oh my God. But you're right about self-mastery. And can you share with our listeners what you do for a morning routine. I think morning routines set the day. And if you just roll out of bed and go through the morning, shower, shave, brush your teeth, put your clothes on and go through the motions, I don't think that's a great way to start your day. I don't think that's because it's more of the same. And if your mindset is in depression or your mindset is scared or your mindset is nervous, it's just going to stay that way for the most of the rest of the day, I believe. What do you do for morning routines to get your, get your mind rate, get that self-mastery so you really feel like you're mastering the day? you could share with somebody. Absolutely. I try to get up at 4.30 every day. Doesn't always work for me. Sometimes I'm just exhausted and I don't get up till five or 5.30, but I still do the same things, right? I five, get five, 30, five, five, <laughs> let me repeat that to everybody hear that. Sometimes <laughs> I'm a slacker <laughs> <laughs> and I get up at five. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I didn't want that to wait, set with wait, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get up at two. Yeah, I, I didn't even. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's awesome because you're right. I let a lot of achievers, super achievers, that's the part of their routine is they're up early, real early. So you're up at four thirty. Sometimes when you're you know when you're lazy, <laughs> you're up at five five thirty. Yeah, when I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, Sorry. here's the thing: we're in business, and like for me, I'm on the I'm on the West Coast. If I wake up at like seven o'clock or something. It's, it's already like 10 on the East coast. I've already wasted my morning. There's it's gone in regards to anybody that I'm doing business with on the East coast. Um, so, you know, that's just, it's, that's one of those things. And you get up early in the morning and you 
get all your self-care out of the way, then you're not doing that during like business hours. When I wake up, I, I get up, I make my bed. Number one, make my bed. I don't even wait. I just make my bed. That way there's like no chance I'm going to crawl back into it. It's yeah. nice and pretty. <laughs> right. Because I'm a human, I'm weak, right? I'm going to have weak moments. So I have to like, I have to prepare for the future me. And that's, I could be lazy in about 25 minutes. Sure. <laughs> if you're tired, yeah. Looks yeah. comforting, right? Go back, just crawl right back in. There. It's cold. I want to get warm under my covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, number one, that's done. I'll get up. I will, I'll go drink my coffee. Drink okay. coffee and for 10 minutes, I'll turn on the local news just so I can see what's happening in my city. And that's, I'm not really a big news person, but the local weather, there's always a weather app. Forget that. I want the, I want the local morning news, 10 minutes of that. And then, and then I am getting my workout clothes on. If, even if it's a short little workout, I'm doing something to get my body moving, get the metabolism, get my brain working. Guess what I do after that? Do you jump in a a little bit of writing? You go in a cold plunge, you jump in cold shower. Three minutes, freezing, <gasps> freezing cold shower. I, I I have to admit I'm a pussy. I haven't done this yet. I've been a chicken shit. I, I have not decided to do this yet. So <laughs> you had me up until cold shower. But <laughs> I okay, so I take a hot shower first because I have like long hair and I gotta like shampoo my hair and stuff. So yeah. I'm nice and like Super, you know, when you're like, it's super hot. You're like, oh, I just want to jump in that really cool lake or swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So I'm like at that point. And then it's, you know, yeah, it's like shocking at first. But there's that three minutes at the beginning of my day where I have complete and total control over my mind. And there's like no negotiating. It's done. You are under my control. I'm not under your control. I've, accomplished, beautiful- I've accomplished that quarter one of my day. Yeah, and you know what? It's for those of the listening going. Oh, I either do the cold shower, jump in the lake, whatever it is. Well, those that don't, from a medical standpoint, I mean, it shocks your metabolism. It increases your metabolism. You're starting to talk about burning calories, right? Getting some exercise in in the morning. Your body becomes like a furnace and it just is firing on all cylinders. Plus it just, you know, doesn't it stimulate cell growth? And I mean, just so many benefits of the three minute shock to the system. And the point that you made, and I want to reiterate on this is you have control over your mind. And isn't that really what boils down to most things, getting most things done is first getting control of your mind and that's self-talk. A million percent, a million percent. You know, as, as a young girl, just really quick, sorry. My dad wasn't always the nicest to me. Okay. He had no idea how to raise a girl and he didn't have great parents. So he always told me, you need to control your emotions. Don't let them control you. And it like really affected me for many, many years. I had this like victim mentality over like, I can't show any emotions, but as I got older and like this and being in business, being in business, you can't let your emotions control you. You have to be in control and same with your mind. If you want to really achieve, you have to stay in the freaking driver's seat, holding the steering wheel. Yep. Otherwise you're going to veer off into the ditch that you're staring at and going, don't go into the ditch. Don't mm-hmm. hit the one, don't hit the one telephone pole on this hundred mile of no poles, except that one. We're going to focus on it. Don't hit it. Don't hit it. Don't hit it. And then you, you drive right into it. Right? Hit it. right. So again, great morning routine. And I agree with you as far as your self-talk, the way we talk to ourselves, obviously it's one of the three pillars 
that Tony Robbins talks about as far as the, um, the three states of uh, how to control your state. One is language, one is your physiology, and the other is your focus. You know, what are you focusing on? You're focusing on things that are going to be great. We'll get more of it. What's your physiology look like? You get up, you move, you make your bed so you don't crawl back in the bed. So you're standing upright, you're breathing, you're getting an exercise in. Then you're jumping in a cold shower. I mean, you are definitely getting your physiology, you know, spot on and fired on all cylinders. And then you're telling yourself, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I have to be able to get up and be in business with the people on the East Coast. And they're at seven o'clock, man, their morning's half over. Let's get after it, right? That's tenacity. That's discipline. That's persistence. That's amazing. Necessary. It's necessary. Well, it's necessary, right? I, I'm of the firm belief, and this is part of the orange energy. You know, orange energy, by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, but the whole orange premise came from the spiral dynamics uh, science, which is there are eight levels of consciousness and they each one have a number and a color associated with it. The level five orange, the traits of a level five orange is that we're very driven, we're very passionate, we're very business oriented, we're all about the grind and hustle and getting it done. And we understand that, you know, yeah, we get some significance out of it and we kind of pat ourselves on the back a few times, but we also know that in order to get successful, we have to help other people become successful. It's the first level in those levels of consciousness. So, yeah, I can totally relate to that. It has to get done. It's when you get it done. God, I remember when I moved to California and I said, oh, let's have a breakfast meeting to guys in California. And they're like, oh, okay, dude. Yeah, everybody's a dude. Yo, dude. You know, <laughs> <laughs> with how's nine o'clock sound? Nine o'clock. It's noon back on the East Coast. What are you, nine? No, six. Come on. It's five, mm-hmm. six o'clock. What's the first restaurant open up at? Let's meet then. And it was a foreign concept people in California. Sorry, those listening in California, <laughs> but it was tough. It was tough getting early stuff done. It, it, is, it is tough getting early stuff done. I mean, if you want to be outside of like your house or doing things, you can't that I, maybe I, like I, Denny's or something, but who wants to go have coffee at a Denny's? Hey, if you're getting a big deal done, I'll have coffee at a Denny's. I'll meet yeah. anybody. I'll meet uh, anybody at Denny's. If you want to give me a million dollar deal, I'm there. Uh, <laughs> Denny's coffee just became my favorite. <laughs> Same. (laughs) (laughs) So again, Michelle, getting back to one of the things that that was in your bio and I stated early was that it's not about the money. It's about giving back. It's about contribution. And I think that that's a, a very noble statement and it's a great way to live. And, you know, for those that are still just getting by, you know, we just came out of a COVID year, which I know hurt your business also, right? To some degree. Is that a, is that a true statement? Yeah. Yeah. It right. definitely did. And we're pivoting. Yeah. So how, how are you pivoting and what advice would you give somebody, you know, keeping that in mind, the contribution is the key to success. You know, there's people listening right now and go, that's easy for you to say, but I have, I'm barely making ends meet. You're telling me give of my money, give of my, t- I don't have either of the two. How can I possibly do that? You don't have to give your money. I mean, if, if you can inspire others, Right. If you can give them some of your time and your energy and your knowledge and your experience, you're giving. And you never know, you never know who's watching you. You never know who's listening to you. And it could just be like something small that you say that does it for somebody that like really like lights a fire or saves their life. I mean, there's a lot of depression going. You could do something that's so giving that you just save somebody from suicide. Yeah. Who knows what it, you know, it could be anything. Giving comes in so many different ways for me and my pivot and Mm -hmm. just my overall 
I mean, when I first started my company, my reason, my why was my kids. I, I didn't want to live in poverty. I wanted them to have good things. And then business started doing really good. And I was like, okay, now I want to succeed to prove some things to myself. It became for me. And then as it got bigger, I just wanted to contribute. Okay, now I've got this. How many women can I empower? How many women can I put to work and have them buy their own houses, afford their own things without having to be reliant on someone else? And now I provide jobs for lawyers all over the country. And COVID hits and 90% of business went away for several months. It's gone back up, thankfully, but what we're, I mean, we're not even at 50% now. Right. So we're pivoting. And part of that is creating something that's, again, creating jobs and livelihood for other people. Our pivot is moving toward the outsourcing marketplace for lawyers in more internal capacity where they're downsizing their law firms. They need to grow. They need to freaking outsource a lot of their work. Right. Because with that, they can grow and they can make more money, can bill their billable hours. will go through the roof if they're bringing in more business. Sure. Because now they're focusing on retaining clients. So now my future, my future is in helping other people build their success, coaching lawyers to and women to learn how to love themselves, to understand the process that it takes to get from A to Z. And that whole self-mastery discipline thing there's a gambit of contribution out there to provide, right? right? I mean, you know this. I I know you know this, Frank. I know this, Michelle. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because <clears throat> um, I used to be very caught up early on in my own significance and my own certainty. I had to know the right thing before I take a chance, right? I had to know the answer before I asked the question sometimes. I had to know that I was not going to fail. And those are those are basic needs that we we all need to feel significant. We all need to have some elements of certainty in our life, but we also need contribution and growth and love. And when those two needs, contribution and growth, not just of yourself but of other people, become your primary driver, the significance and certainty happens on its own. You don't have to focus on it. You'll have abundance. Givers get, is what I believe. And giving of what whatever you have, whatever you're capable of, time your knowledge, your money, if you have it, right? Just to lend an ear and listen. Sometimes people just want to have somebody to listen to, right? Well, listen to them. So I think it's amazing what you're doing. I think it's amazing how you're pivoting and shifting all the time. Like you are not a victim at all. You are not a statistic of failing. You are not a statistic of early mom that's, you know, basically part of the system. You're not part of any of that. You're part of excellence. You're part of, you know, growth you're part of contribution you're part of love and it's uh it's an honor to spend some time with you today i really appreciate it we really appreciate you coming on the show and i think that a lot of other people would want to get a hold of you lawyers that are looking to shift uh women that want to have that level of inspiration and also give it back give back to the to the world give back single moms you know that may be looking at their lives and going hey man it's tough for me i get it but i want to talk to somebody that really has their shit together and really has just a, a great outlook on life. So how can people get a hold of you, Michelle? How can they find you? Email me. My email address is michelle at attorneysinmotion.com. That's attorneys plural. And it's with two T's. (laughs) Some people forget a T for some reason. (laughs) Attorneysinmotion.com. 
Michelle is with two L's. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. At attorneysinmotion.com. Plural. All right. Yep. You can find me on Facebook, Michelle Echebarren. My Instagram is private for my friends. Sorry. Find me on Facebook. (laughs) Find her on Facebook and become her friend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Clubhouse. Be, I'm on Clubhouse too. I'm on Clubhouse. That's right. Okay. And or listen to Orange Crushing It podcast over and over and over again on the Michelle Echebarren episode. And you will repeat her name how to spell and get a hold of her on a regular basis. Seriously, Michelle, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. And I appreciate your time. And I just appreciate what you're doing. You're, you're an amazing woman. And uh, thanks for being here. So Frank, can I add this one quick little quote? Because it's, I have to like all the time. It just feel like it hits so hard. Sure. Um, it's Ralph Waldo Emerson quote. It's my favorite. It's not what lies behind us or what lies ahead of us. that matters. It's what lies within us that matters the most. That's beautiful. And with that, we can achieve anything. We can. We can. And thank you for being here. You're a beautiful soul. The world needs more Michelle Echebarrens on the planet. And reach out to Michelle if you're listening and get her guidance or wisdom and let her help you. Okay. Michelle, thanks for being here today. As always, have a beautiful day, everybody else, and stay inspiring. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orange Crushing It. Hope you're fired up to take on your week with unstoppable energy. Hey, if you like the broadcast, please subscribe, share it with your best buds, and please write a badass review. You can also reach me at themrorange.com. Stay inspiring, all.